Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate, we're back in the wagon. We were in the wagon a lot lately uh, and for such a good reason. We are very pleased to be able to welcome um, lovely, rich, rich wow, I want to say, because that's pretty much <laughs> the only way I know you, Rich. Um, Richard Jeffrey is, of course, the director of Bluey. Um, and Rich, can I just start with an apology? Because um, I never thought that um, someone asking me to make a surprised noise before would, would be such a challenge. <laughs> but you coached me through it and I'm really grateful <laughs> for that insight. <laughs> It's good fun, isn't it, doing the records? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Excuse me. Hmm? Down here. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Me want books for big boys. Uh, next to the magazine. Thanks. So, Rich, thank you for a start because you've been involved with Bluey from the very beginning and started out as the animation director too and now, like, here we are, 156 episodes later, um, so I'd love to know kind of what you remember about those earliest days and how I think your mate and your former colleague, uh, Joe Brum got you on board for Bluey too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, you know, 156 episodes later and yeah, here we are. And <laughs> it's been a journey, right? It's, um, and so it all started for me, it kind of started in 2017 with Bluey and but I kind of knew something was happening Joe had mentioned it and he was like hey man you know I might have this gig it's happening and it'd be great to keep have you on it and but you know let's chat and I'll keep you posted you know and so you know, a few months went by and uh, I was in New Zealand at the time and um and then one day he just gave me the message and said hey Rich this thing's happening man it it's uh we're going into series and I'd really love to have you on it you know help me run this production and you know, what will it take to get you over here? You know, would you come to Aussie? I was just like, mate, I'm there. I'm just there. <laughs> yeah. What had he told you about the show at that point? Yeah. Like- he had told me about the show, yeah. He'd, he'd, okay. He'd, and I'd seen the little pilot they made and that him and Mark had made. And uh, yeah, when it sort of got real and it was had been commissioned and and um, he had taken it to um, uh, what is it, the animation Asian Animation Summit, I think is where he pitched it originally. And but yeah, once he gave me the call up, I was like, yeah, mate, I'm I'm there. So it was yeah, a month or two of sort of negotiations, and then we sort of I came I left NZ and moved to Aussie in October 2017. Yeah, Rich, Five give us the years. origin story. Yeah. How did you meet Joe, and what right was the from the first beginning? Project? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go right back. I, so I moved to the UK uh, when I was 21 years ago. And I lived there for years and years, but I got a break 
Now, I'd already been, I've been working in animation for years, and anyway, I got a, a, a bit of a break and um, got offered this job with a company called Tiger Aspect, who are the production company behind. Oh, Charlie and Lola. Yeah. And Lola. And because, uh, you know, things were going digital then. It was just like I I had been a traditional animator for years and years. I had sort of gone away traveling for a little bit, came back to London, and quite rapidly everything was just moving to digital. So um, they offered training and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so I, I went with Tiger Aspect. And then Joe came in, I think it must have been either season two or three, came over from Aussie, and that's kind of how we met. And he jumped on to, um, on to Charlie Lola. Might have even been season one, actually. And we kind of just hit it off, you know. Kiwis and Aussies overseas in London usually have a... You know, <laughs> I, th- I think the term is Antipodeans. Did you go yeah. call that? <laughs> Antipodeans <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, why did you meet Dad? Well, there's some dispute, but let's just say at a party in London. Blow out your candles, your majesty. Very well. Uh, so him, me and Mark Patterson, two Kiwis and the one Aussie in the studio. But we just had a great rapport. So we were, you know, we'd been friends ever since, really, and collaborated on a few things. And and uh, I, so after Charlie and Lola, I went to Africa and I lived in Kenya for two and a half, three years. And I helped direct my first directing role uh, on a series called Tinker Tinker Tales. Oh, yeah, the great yeah. show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was epic. Definitely the biggest thing I'd taken on at the time would have been 33 and, and moving to Africa to help direct the big series. It was wow. a massive gig. Yeah, it was huge. But loved it, you know, and that was with Tiger Aspect. And Joe was on that as well. So we, we made the pilot of that together. But then he moved back to Australia and I stayed in, in Kenya, sorry, and finished Tinga Tinga. And then went back to New Zealand. And sort of in that time, Joe had started his own studio, Joho, and had been working quite well, you know, for years, getting that off the ground. But but had always, I think, you know, wanted to get this project off the ground that he'd been dreaming of, you know, sort of Bluey. Okay, Mini Bluey, let's learn about me. Hmm. Oh, I like to say serial instead of serious. Oh, and I'll show you how I dance. I like to do this sort of thing, and sometimes this. Yep, that's it. And I sort of just talk all the time. It doesn't even need to make sense. So, look, yes, you've you've covered that you're from NZ originally, and, yeah, listeners can probably pick that up from the accent. So, got to ask, was making Mackenzie a key Kiwi character your idea? And... How did you, or how did you react when you realised he was a Kiwi as well? <laughs> it wasn't my idea, actually. the The Mackenzie family is uh, kind of a homage to um, Foot Rot Flats. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, Joe, growing up, loved Foot Rot Flats, and he wanted the Kiwi element in there. I think possibly, probably because uh, you know, having working worked with myself and Mark, and, and I think at the time in season one, you know, when we were doing, if we just needed a voice. If it was just a spot sort of character, it'd just be like, "Hey, do you want to do want to do a voice?" You know, and then so Joe was like, "Hey, I need a Kiwi. Do you want to do a voice?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we hopped in the booth, <laughs> and I recorded for Mackenzie's dad, and that was uh, yeah, it was fun. Hey, can you grab us the onions? Get them yourself. Oh yeah, that's real friendly. It was quite funny actually. He goes, "Rich, I ne- you need to sound more Kiwi." And I was like, "Well, I am, but I am." What a burn. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I just had to add the behold, and so I've been mocked ever since, right? Where's that sausage tray gone? You don't know what you're doing. Oh, you're burning them. You're burning them. I'll be right. 
Speaking of mocked then, uh, be honest, are you slightly triggered by that moment in the creek where Mackenzie reacts to Bluey saying, we don't jump on sheep, Mackenzie? Was that, <laughs> was the debate about that being included? Uh, yeah, we don't jump on sheep. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it was, it's all good. It's all good. I think the, 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 the first time I recorded I had to make up a, a backstory about going to the sheep trials, you know, for like <laughs> so you can hear me talking about being at the sheep trials. And, uh, pretty funny. So good. But no, so McKinsey's dad didn't feature too much after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on that vein, have you ever actually driven past someone's house to shout insults about, you know, the rugby? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. But, uh, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering how far we're taking method acting here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, no, there's plenty I, I more Australian New Zealand contests coming up that would that would lend itself to that. So you know, yeah, don't yeah. don't rule it out yet. Let's do this. There's another game of football, and there's a gold team. And mum and dad are both on it. Really? They're on the same team? Yeah, we're all on it. Yeah. <laughs> Except for your mate Mackenzie. You got that? No, I, I did enjoy the the slight rep- reprisal of of McKenzie's dad in, in season three. I was in a couple uh, of episodes, and that was good fun. Yeah, yeah, you got a few um, gigs with um, Curry Quest, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, right, Curry the Quest, Decider as well, and the, and the Decider. That's it. Yeah, Are you a rugby fan? Oh, to see totally. The All yeah, Blacks yeah. represented. An international between Aussie and New Zealand. You know, right at the end there. And um, oh, we we joked about how the outcome wasn't that real because um, because Australia won. like a knife (laughs) okay so let's take it off screen and back behind the scenes like what does being the director of bluey actually involve for you and and have you got favorite bits of the process i've got lots of favorite bits it usually involves uh waking up at about four in the morning and freaking out about (laughs) the day and how much you've got to do and then realising the things you're worrying about are sort of inconsequential once you get it started. Once you sort of get to the mm-hmm. office, like, oh, I was worrying. It wasn't such a big deal, you know what I mean? Um, but no, look, I love that the, the involvement of sort of directing. For people who don't know, you know, a lot of people have asked, so oh, what does a director do? And, um, you know, it, to summarise it very quickly, it's kind of like, you know, I'm in charge of creatively uh, leading, creatively leading and managing and 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 directing the crew in, in the sense that so you know we have all the, we have all these different departments art directors designers animators sound and music and editing and all that kind of stuff and when our animated for example when our art directors or when our animators go to start an episode they need to know they need to know what is happening in the episode and what it is that we want and how we envision things and and if there's a new location, what does that involve? Uh, animators have to have, they want to know what kind of performance we want from the episode, you know, especially on the crucial scenes where we have to get a joke across or a very important story point. So there's a lot of um, briefing and guiding and giving direction to the crew so they know where to go and, and what it is that we want. But, you know, when you, you, when you sort of have a team of 50 people, that becomes quite a massive task. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot of fun, and then 
and so, but I'm involved in all those um, product, those parts of production, as well as the parts of production outside of the studio as well. So all the voice recording, the sound and music, which gets done outside of the studio. Um, but it's it's huge. It's like we do. We have about. I summarize it down to about twelve steps. We have twelve major parts of production from scripts, which is Joe, what Joe Joe's department. And after script, we have you know all the voice records. We have storyboard. We have uh, the animatic, which is the editor cutting the storyboard and the voice records together into a story, a video story. We have art direction. We've got the design department, who are like our mechanics. They're the riggers. Um, we have layouts. We have animation, the background department. Each one of these is its own department. Oh, my um, Lord. <laughs> sound, music, and then final picture. Not, you know, ultimately, too, the responsibility comes with the directors that, you know, when that You've, that picture has to be ready for um, to go out to final pitch, you know, to go to chop shop to get online, mm-hmm. and it's you've got to have a quality control pass and everything, you know, which which isn't solely my responsibility to be honest. It's all like you know that I'll get the animation directors to help and all the key staff. We all just watch an episode probably twenty times and just pick out all the little mistakes that we've seen and, and get it quality controlled, you know, for for screen. Daddy, me go boom boom and nappy. <laughs> Thanks, me daddy. <laughs> Dada, change me. The end. Again. I think what makes it busier too is, you know, in production we stagger, you know, so imagine uh, we stagger everything, right? So. You know, there's, we have four art directors, but they're in teams of two and they have two weeks to do an episode and they're offset by a week. So every week almost there's uh, an episode is running through some stage of production. So as the director, sometimes, you know, in, in the middle of production, you could have, you could be across 13 or 14 episodes in, in a different stage of production, you know, one might just be starting, one's in the middle, one's finishing. So it's not just your mind isn't just on one episode the whole time. Your mind's across, you know, at least a dozen. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm like four in the morning actually seems like a pretty like late wake up for that. I'm amazed you sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got better at it. You come up and go, oh, that colour. I think I'm, I'm no, we should have gone for that colour. You know what I mean? And then you get to the studio and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, full on. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a very intensive sort of process um, just by nature, but it's, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And I, and I love just working with the team of artists, you know, like everyone's just personalities, they're all just lovely, you know. Everyone's really nice to work with. You get inspired because you're working with a creative bunch of people and everyone has their own specialty, you know, and, and I get, so I get a lot of satisfaction out of, seeing what our art directors can do, you know, and, and when you look at it and just go, man, it's like, that is, I look at some of this stuff and I go, you know, I, I don't think I could do that, you know, I, I couldn't do it that well anymore. So, yeah, oh, it's, wow. it's really satisfying when you see everyone, you know, really firing on all cylinders, you know, and, and doing their best work. It's, yeah, it's great. Kate, I think everyone knows that we pretty much have one source of truth uh, when it comes to help required with parenting and life in general. Um, 
Yes, right? Uh, yes, and that would be bluey. Um, but Mary, lately I have to admit I've been thinking more and more about how I'm going to support our kids, not just with their emotional stuff because bluey's kind of got that covered, but with, totally covered. with the stuff that happens in the classroom, especially maths because, let's face it, we're both journalists and journalists are terrible at maths. It's just well. a universally acknowledged truth. I don't know, like I was psyched for like, yes, we're going to get into this. But then as soon as maths came up at school, have you heard this line that, hey, maths has changed? Like if you (laughs) thought you knew maths, back away, parent, because you're not carrying the one, you're not borrowing anymore. I don't understand it. And um, we have been approached by the lovely folk at mathsonline.com.au and they seem to have some of the answers. What mathsonline.com.au offer is maths ideas presented in videos that you can pause and rewind and repeat and discuss with your kid and know what is actually said. But then plenty of ways for kids to work through worksheets and, yeah, give you the confidence that they actually know what's going on too. I like that you can learn at your own pace and that there's 24-7 unlimited access as well because uh, if you're like me and have a very curious kid that likes to ask you what's a thousand times a thousand times a thousand times a thousand in the bar and you have to try and work it out. (laughs) Um, A bit like our favourite Aussie creation as well, it has gone global. So while it's math online.com.au in Australia. If you're in the US and thinking, oh, I'd really like my kid to be able to get some extra help with their maths, you can check out mathonline.com. So the lovely people at mathsonline.com.au have very kindly signed us up. So we've had a chance to have a look around, but they also offer a free trial for everyone uh, that you can find on the front of their website when you go and check it out. And if listeners haven't worked it out yet, we are open to all the help we can get. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Mathsonline.com.au That process, we're all going to get to hear about a lot more of it because of the new Behind Bluey podcast that the ABC is launching, I think, in line with these new episodes coming out, which... Um, is so exciting. Was there any particular behind-the-scenes stuff you kind of shared in in the making of that because we hear you're on every episode uh, that you were sort of most excited to share and get out there? Yeah, I think we um, we talked a lot about the kind of like the technical, the, the kind of how we did it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, with each one of these episodes that was coming out all had a unique all the episodes have a unique way in which you have to approach them in, in some way, you know, either they're, they're big for one department, they might be small for another, or just technically a technical challenge, right, how are we going to do this? So in the podcast, I think we did actually talk a lot about how we made each episode and some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. and, and some of the things we could have done better or whatever. And I think that'll be of interest to a lot of people, hopefully, just because they'll get an insight to, to what goes on in the background. But I did also a little sneak in just a few of my... Um, in one of the podcasts, I did talk about some of my favourite shots and why, and, and and I quite like those moments too. Like because we, we talked a lot about the technical, it was nice mm-hmm. to sort of in just actually what some of my favourite shots were, and I think that's a nice thing for people to hopefully know. You know, oh, what are the director's favourite shots? You know, <laughs> um, uh, are you allowed to 
give us, are you, uh, is it season three favourite shots you were picking or like are you allowed no, to give us one that might be not so much of a secret? No, I can give you, I can give you three of my, of that come to mind of my favourite shots. Um, cricket. I, I mean, uh, Rusty I love, but cricket just, oh, just, it was so beautifully done. When I read it at the script stage, um, you know, I just said, oh, that's such a good shot. This is going to be amazing, you know. And, and even like us in the studio, I remember talking to Sam about it. I was like, Sam, have you read that script yet? She's straight away <laughs> like, oh, when he hits, when he hits the because it, it's just got so much heart, and it and it um and it tells you so much about Rusty as a character, you know. It was, I was sort of, it was you know if you when you watch that episode, if you don't like Rusty after that episode, there's something wrong. Uh, <laughs> surely yeah. everyone's coming into it like loving. Yeah, who doesn't like Rusty? Can I be in the army? Well, maybe. Can you do as you're told? No, I'm not good at doing what Attention! Huh. On the left, huh. quick, march! Hop, 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 hold! On the right, march! Hop, 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 hold! Salute! Huh. Yeah, you can play. Exactly. And uh, one of my favourite shots, and I love this too, actually, because Raph, our art director, without knowing it was one of my favourite shots, he mentioned it too, and I was like, yes. But in sleepy time, I just love this shot in sleepy time where where Bingo's in front of the sun, and Mum's talking to her, telling her she'll always love her. And then we cut to the scene where in the bedroom. It's a hard cut straight back into real life. Love that shot again. It just like there is, they're all kind of sentimental ones, you know, but it just punches you straight in the heart, you know. Yeah, I love it. And because I just love it when we make episodes that have a lot of heart, you know. And another shot that I really, really love is the last shot in Granddad. I remember when you used to take me swimming here. Yeah, me too. That was a long time ago. No, it was yesterday. transitions into you know, her younger self and I uh, just I love that episode because you know you see a bit of vulnerability in, in Chile but also that idea that even as an adult even you still need your parents you know that they're still your kind of anchor in some way in life and mine are for me and then, and and I sort of grew up in a farm and I had a pond like that so there's a bit of connection there too but when I saw that shot it was just like do you know what it just it takes you back to when you were a kid and and absolutely it's, yeah it's cue all the tears it's the most kind of shots when you see them you just and I know I've said this to Beth the animation director before um for me it's when you realize we're not just making a cartoon or a kid's show you know like we're, we're telling some really beautiful little stories um and yeah so I get I get a lot of pleasure from that
Oh, Rich, so much is coming up for Bluey. What are you most excited about, though? Yeah, I am. I, like, because there's been some wonderful things, right? So we, we did a trip to New York just late last year. <gasps> yeah. Bluey play in, in uh, at Madison Square Garden. And, like, that was so surreal, you know. It was just amazing. And then for the Bluey's big parade. Yep. For the, um, uh, <laughs> no, I think it's called that now. Bluey's Big Parade sounds appropriate. <laughs> but, yes, Macy's Thanksgiving yeah, Macy's Parade Macy's also. Parade. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, we, we were in the BBC offices, you know, and watching, and there's this big Bluey, floating Bluey, you know, coming down the main street, one of the main streets in New York. And, like, I think at that point it's just like, man, this is so surreal, you know. I can't believe that we've come this far. And I wouldn't have imagined, you know, five years ago, if you'd said to me, oh, you're gonna, you'll be in New York and the BBC office watching Bluey floating down, you know, and Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> so and I love that. So where do you go from there, you know? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Fair enough. Uh, well, I do have one place we can go from there, Rich, because everyone who comes on got to be done. Uh, we throw some rapid fire uh, questions at Ooh, them. Okay. So we'd love to do that. They, they don't yeah. often end up rapid fire, but let's see how we go. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how we go. Uh, here's the standard questions. We whip through them at the end. Um, who is your favourite character? Rusty. Ah. <laughs> Well, awesome. and I'll say, <laughs> like, Blue, Blue and Bingo are given, right? I think. So yeah, like, yeah, totally. Character, but outside of them, who's in it? You know, it's Rusty. I love Rusty. Yeah, Rusty fair. Yeah. I love um, what about favourite episode? Can you pick one? Oh, sleepy time. <laughs> well, I don't know, wow, we've made this too easy. <laughs> loads of favourites, all for different reasons. But um, I took on when we did – uh sleepy time it was exactly halfway through season two sorry i'm not making this mm-hmm. no nope. uh we're halfway through season two it's my first role directing on bluey in the first season and i, I read the script i thought this is amazing bingo's dreaming we're going to space and ah oh, we're going we just do 3d planets and we can do all sorts of <gasps> and i it kind of came my opus i think i just spent a long long time on that episode and we all did the people who were yeah it, it, you know, it, it was still going 10 weeks after we should have finished that episode. <laughs> I was sitting there late at night. Wow, okay. At that point, I was, you know, I was doing something like 80 hours a week and I had just sort of, I just wanted Sleepy Time to be special and I, myself wow. and, and everyone else put a lot of lot of work into it. So it was kind of a, yeah, it was a bit of a pivotal moment, I think, in that episode. Uh, well, Taking 10 more weeks than it's meant to actually sounds like a pretty good metaphor for putting kids to bed full stop. So <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. very appropriate. Of course, Nan was like, Rich, are we done yet? I need to send this episode. One more story. Do you have a favourite quote? Yeah, I have. And do you know what? It's not really a line. It's not even a word, but I just love the read on it, the take. And they're on their way to the dump in the episode The Dump and mm-hmm. Bingo's talking about the traffic lights, I think it is. And, and then Bluey just goes, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and we used it a couple of times, and it, I just, I just love that read. I don't know why. But it cracks me up in that moment. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, love it, love it, and all, and all the uh, probably different ways Dave can say what, what, what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that needs to be a supercut, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. What about, uh, let's take you right back. What was your favourite kids uh, TV show as a kid? Was there something that uh, changed the world for you? Yeah, anything Chuck Jones. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, so Warner Brothers kind of stuff. There was uh, what was on, what was happening at the time. Even the Disney stuff I really loved, but I loved, um, you know, Daffy Duck was probably one of my favourite characters. Okay. Um, classic. Yeah, so that was very much my era was all those classic cartoons. Um, yeah, but just about anything Chuck Jones, I think, was good. And non-cartoon but still comic, uh, uh, without a doubt, was uh, Asterix was a huge influence on me. Ah, uh, awesome. Was okay. it you that got the uh, buy two Tartus in there? <laughs> yeah. And all, at the end, they always had a feast, you know, and, the, and they oh. had the wars, clays, yeah. and just, you know, it was just like, oh, look, incredible. In those books. So it was Asterix very much so. And then, um, and then the Jungle Book came out. And I, oh, I, yeah. For sure, the Jungle Book is what made me want to get into animation. I, I remember I would have been about 10 and my parents took me to see it at the Civic Theatre in Auckland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought it was the most magical thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, I think I want to be an animator. You know, I want to be that. You know? <laughs> it was either going to be that or a pilot because I, I grew up in a family of pilots. Um, but, yeah, no, favourite kids show, it would have to be, yeah, Daffy Duck, um, Bugs Bunny, all those kind of just. Uh, um, okay, we're nearly there. Favourite for real life bluey moment in your life? Yes, getting dressed up by kids. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. right. Ribbons in the hair. Yes. Uh, eye, eye, eyeliner. Yes. Uh, you've tried to resist the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um that that has happened. I've been dressed up by kids. Right. Uh, no, that is very very real. And <laughs> yeah. final question. So many pop culture references just jammed into Bluey, uh, especially I think you got a call out in Fairy Tale uh, with all the your mum wrote your name on everything, I think might have had Rich J written on everything. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> spot. Yeah. Um, was that you or was that someone paying no, uh, no, tribute? That was, our, um, that was one of our art directors, I think, did that. Yeah, yeah. I um, said, but- put, put Richie's name on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. But then <laughs> is, there some, is there a bit of pop culture? you'd still love to sneak into an episode somewhere along the way that hasn't got a shout out yet well great question that hasn't got a shout out because I, I probably would have said like fairy tale go back to the 80s any day you know if we can cool do another episode and go back to the 80s you know, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't mind yep any day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, as a kid of the 80s it was doing that was was fantastic so yeah if 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 we were to do more I'd love to sort of revisit that again I think Ah, oh, cool. Uh, well, we will stay tuned on that. We'll stay tuned on New Bluey. So excited. Um, but, yeah, in the meantime, Rich Jeffrey, thank you so much for your time on Got To Be Done. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much, Rich. And until next time, <laughs> it's Got To Be Done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Excuse me, can you help my little brother, please? Oh, yes. Here you go, young man. Read to me. Oh. <laughs>